0: or by contacting me directly, Damon, at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pastalka, and I am excited for our guest today because we have none other than Dennis Berry is going to be talking with us about harnessing emotional intelligence for success. Dennis, welcome. Thank you for being
1: here today. Thank you, Damon. We talk all the time, and it's so—it's um, like an honor to be on your show and to talk with you live, one-on-one, and see if we could solve
0: some of the world's problems. Well, if we could just help one person, that's what I always think. If I—if anything we're doing online, if it helps one person, I'm a happy camper, man. And I think it's going to be—it's going to be incredible today with you talking about emotional intelligence, and I think that you are an extremely strong example of emotional intelligence of what it can do for you, how it can carry you through things. So, Dennis, let's start back off a ways because you, you were an entrepreneur and you did a lot of other things before you're doing what you're doing today with your Heart of Wealth Mastermind group and helping people. So let's start back a ways and kind of walk through how you got to where you are today. Yeah. And if we go way back uh, to 33 years ago,
1: when I graduated nice. high school, I went and uh, I went up to the mountains and I became a ski bum. And I was a nice. chef and I was a crazy maniac party animal. And mm-hmm. it was fun for a little while until it wasn't fun anymore. But then I did. Yeah. stop, And it was just a, a crazy lifestyle. And that went on for all of my 20s and yeah. until I was about. 31 years old, and I just reached the end of my rope. I was physically, financially, spiritually bankrupt. And I got sober. And that was 20 years ago. And wow. I haven't uh, had a drink or done any drugs in the last 20 years. And uh, we were talking about smoking right before, too. And I quit smoking. I smoked a little bit after that. But um, to address that, getting sober or not it's not a not drinking contest it's about growing up and looking the world in the eye and it's about being a, a responsible adult and managing your emotions and that's what ties into what we're talking about today and and it's not easy for everybody because uh, a lot of our reactions and the way that we respond to the world goes back to our childhood and if that was the reason i was drinking because i wasn't trained well on how to react to the world when it gets hard
0: Wow. Wow. That's, I'm writing some notes here, man, because we got some things we're going to be talking about. So you're, you're ski bum, you're done, you're, you're past your ski bum days and, and you started uh, at the, God, there's, I'm, I'm looking through your stuff here on LinkedIn, man. You've, you've been you were at the Rare Coin Warehouse. You were a culinary fitness and sales and marketing territory sales manager for Cisco. You've, you've done a lot of stuff in your in your past. What do you think you really learned about yourself going through those different things that you look back on now, knowing what you know about emotional intelligence and knowing what you know now about sober you compared to then? What do you think you would have done differently if you went, if you had some of that knowledge and went back today?
1: Huh? Yeah. Well, that's that uh, hindsight's 20, 20, If I,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I mean,
0: just, just some things you go, ah, oh, man, you know, but some things that were good too.
1: Yeah, sure. And it, you know, when we talk about like where we are today versus what could have been, it's like all of the, yeah. the, all of the. The circumstances in our life, the good, the bad, and the ugly, they all brought us to where we are today. And yes. you can't change any of them. So the best thing you could do is accept them, learn from them, yep. and use them to propel yourself forward. So one yes. of the things you said where I was was Rare Coin Warehouse. That was actually my business. And I built that business to $3 million a year. It was a very good lucrative business. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I learned the most about myself was building yeah. a business. And um, the uh, you know entrepreneurship is not for everybody. We it's a big buzzword people throw around a lot. Yeah, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, experience freedom, drive Lamborghinis, and travel all around the world <laughs> and on beaches. And that's not the way that it goes. That's all you all. do, right? Yeah, that's that's not how it goes at all. What it's really about is like financial fear and relationship problems, health problems, stress, overwhelming stress and constantly revamping the way that you have to go about your business and your life on a daily basis. Yes. Solving problems on a daily basis and doing it calmly. You know, that's the difference. And that's how the the difference between successful, well, I should say successful and happy people
0: and unsuccessful people.
1: Yeah. Is that there's a
0: difference? There's some successful people that are miserable as hell.
1: Yeah. And I'll tell you, I know some of those people, a lot of those people. And I have some friends that make less than $20,000 a year that are happier than some of the millionaires that I know. And, yeah. uh, money, uh, isn't the, uh, answer to all your problems. It does buy freedom and it does take a, a load off. I always talk about Forrest Gump. you remember when Forrest said, uh, oh, and Lieutenant Dan mailed me a letter. It was that they invested in Apple. And he goes, and I wouldn't have to worry about money anymore. And I thought, that's good. One less thing. You know, it's worrying about money. It's like one less thing he had to worry about. But there's still all these other things that we worry about. Money doesn't solve all of our problems. It does. That's just one less thing that we have to worry about. I don't worry about money, but I have plenty of other things that I worry
0: about. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. So. As you're as you're moving forward in the, in that and you're in the rare coin warehouse, looking back at it today, how do you think that helped prepare you for working on emotional intelligence like you do now?
1: Yeah, that that and maybe I didn't completely answer that question. That was because my brain started wandering. But when I started that business, it was actually unintentional. I was. Really? I had a couple other businesses that I had. I had a catering company. I, was, I, had, I made candles. I had a candle making company. I did all these things. And I started, but they were all failing because I didn't really know how to run a business. And mm-hmm. so I started selling coins on eBay to supplement my income. And it kind of took off. I was in the right place at the right time. I borrowed some like $20,000 to buy an inventory and start growing. And that's where I learned. And it, and it took off. And the market hit like when in 2008, when the market crashed and everybody lost their money, I made lots of money because I was well positioned with uh, uh, commodities and precious metals, Mm -hmm. gold and silver and stuff. So um, there was a little bit of luck there, but the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah. Yeah. But what happened was I learned a lot about uh, business, about life, how to handle clients, customers, whatever, and, uh, you know, building websites, e-commerce and all the things that go into a business. But I also yelled and screamed a lot. Yeah. I also was overwhelmed with stress. I would lay in bed like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Am I handling this the right way? And I and I would invest a lot of money on a weekly basis, thousands of dollars. And I was like, am I, am I getting this back? I had to pay out huge fees. So I didn't manage my emotions well. And this went mm. on for a long time. And now... Keep in mind, I was sober this whole time, and uh, I didn't have drugs and alcohol to go to like a lot of people do. So what I've learned over the years is that uh, the drugs and alcohol, they're not the problem. It's what I'm using to cope with the real problem, which is my thinking. It's my subconscious mind and the way that I react to the world when it gets difficult. So I used drugs and alcohol. Some people use porn or food or Netflix binging or eating uh, fast food at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. overeating. Those are all the same thing. They're all distractions from feeling and taking care of my responsibilities. So when we start to really understand that on a deep level, then life takes on a new meaning. Our relationships and our businesses take on a new meaning, and we just grow, and life is just becomes more magical that way. Wow.
0: You said something there that just hit me hard, that, you know, the way we think about things is the problem, not the not the drugs or the alcohol or whatever it is there. Um, you're right. And that's because, a, go ahead. Oh, go well, ahead.
1: Yeah. You know, in our reactions to things, this goes back. I, I did a lot of work over the years. What brought me to where I am today it was originally. I started doing coaching for addiction and alcoholism 2005, a couple of years into this, before I even started the coins. But it was a lot different coaching back then. It wasn't like it is now. Like we used to meet in coffee shops and it was just mm-hmm. a, it was a different thing. But, you know, over the years, I also did a lot of work with codependency, working with couples and teens. And um, what we find is that a lot of the behaviors and there's a lot of uh, you know psychologists that do this type of work i'm not allowed to say that i'm not a doctor but um you know all this stuff goes back to our childhood so like mm-hmm. the emotional wounds and our reactions to the world come from being a child so there's the five if you look this up it's fascinating stuff and it's the source of all of our dysfunction in the world but um there's the main emotional wounds there's a uh, abandonment which all mm-hmm. of them are stem from abandonment uh, f- uh fear of rejection the wounds of a rejection of um humiliation and injustice and what's the other one a, a fear i'm on the spot right now fear of abandonment rejection betrayal
0: betrayal right?
1: So those are the five wounds, and what happens is it, people are like, oh, I remember in high school this thing happened to me, and I felt rejected, and that's why I behave the way I do. But that may or may not have happened, but the truth is our wounds happen between the ages of, like, zero and two or three years old. And it could be that when we were, we were like, six months old and we wanted our mom to pick us up, but she was, like, doing the dishes and couldn't pick us up, and we uh-huh. got We got wounded in that moment. And what do we do as babies? We start crying. That's what we do to protect ourselves. And as we grow older and we don't learn new coping skills, Mm -hmm. we do the same behavior. We start crying or we start kicking and screaming or blaming, accusing. You know, we find other ways of coping with that wound, with that pain. And, Mm -hmm. you know, fast forward to 15 years old, I was drinking. For me, it was drinking and getting sown. Those were my ways of coping with the pain, the childhood pain. And if we don't learn new healthy coping skills, and most people really don't on their own, we end up being 20, 30, 40, 50 years old with low emotional intelligence. And we're not qualified to run teams or businesses without yelling or screaming or, you know, being a boss versus a leader. Yeah. And that's where all that stems from. It goes way back. And so we can reprogram the way we think, which is the good news, but it's really hard to do on your own. And that's why it's important to have coaches or mentors in your life to help reprogram the way that we think.
0: Yeah. So as you're talking about um, this and what we learn when they're really young, what are some of the things that you see people coming to you with that that? That, that have been transformations for them, right? Because we're talking about dependency, alcohol, drug dependency a little bit ago, but there's other things. I mean, you talk about anger, you talk about not, I mean, just what emotional intelligence gives people that once you learn better ways to think, as you said, um, what are some of the, the things that you see people, the improvements you see in their lives and their leadership skills and things like that when they start to really think about emotional intelligent and make some of those hard changes
1: yeah and it it does it requires work and when you when you do the work you're it it changes not only the way you do business but your health your relationships all relationships i mean all of our lives are really relationships whether it's friendships Mm -hmm. family uh sexual relationships uh business relationships they're all relationships and Mm -hmm. we all have the we have we don't realize that because we're uh they're different, obviously, and uh, we, so we kind of we don't put them in the same bucket, but fundamentally they are similar. We react the same way uh, with our spouse and our bosses. We just don't realize it. It might come out in different form, but we're still overreacting. So once we learn where our behavior comes from and how we can react or respond differently, then it transforms Our entire lives, all of our relationships, the way that we um, lead our teams, the decisions we make to grow our businesses, the way we respond to our spouses when things don't go our way, or our children, or uh, the way that we respond to people that have different political points of view. like Mm -hmm. Everything is different. We become basically, what I said earlier, it's not about not drinking. It's about being mature. It's about regulating your emotions. And that's what emotional intelligence is. Um, It's identifying your emotions and responding intelligently, and also the emotions of others. It's having empathy. It's listening intently without thinking about what you're going to say next or interjecting your opinion or your point of view. And when you start behaving that way, everything and your life is transformed. And then we stop taking things personally, which is a huge, huge uh, uh, obstacle in our lives. Like when we start taking these, no, that's like the four agreements. When we start, we make assumptions on the way people uh, feel about us or think about us or what they're gonna do next. So we're very skeptical, right? We approach everything with a skeptical uh, stance. And then we can't grow or learn or be successful when we're so skeptical. And mm-hmm. skepticism is a big uh, problem in business and, and for our relationships too. Uh, oh, yeah. And every area of our life. So stop making assumptions, stop taking things personally, and stop being so judgmental about people. And uh, it, and, and we start becoming comfortable in our own skin. And when we are, we don't need to behave that way. You know, yeah. There's nothing to defend. And when you, when you don't have to defend anything and you're just living from your heart and your mind and your center, then you can do anything you want. You can build businesses. You could travel the world. You can be healthier, find love or improve your relationships.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Cause I mean, you, you've hit it. You've hit a ton here and until people listening there, I'm going to stop just for one minute. I'm going to say, Hey, Michelle, um, Great seeing you today, uh, Ryan Marshall. We got got you here today too, Tisha and Kostov. Great to see you. So I um, just want to acknowledge you guys. Thanks for dropping the comments in. And man, you just dropped a ton there because I I learned something, and I'm not well versed in this like you are. But and you said it again today. The you talk about We get input, like something happens, we get somebody says something to us. And you mentioned this earlier, it's it's how we think. And a lot of times we're just, boom, it comes right back out. And to me, when I think about emotional intelligence personally, it's giving me, my, my work on emotional intelligence is giving me a split second or two or three or four to go, now, how should I respond to that? really rather than just puking out what i would have have done 20 years ago um tell me about that i mean is that is that something that you see people doing as they do the work and start becoming more emotionally aware and intelligent is that they're really starting to think about hey that person just insulted me or that person just said they love me or that person you know is 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 this or that or i i'm in this situation and now they can just go Oh. And then this is how I should think about it and then they take the time to to do what they want. Is that at least part of what's going on in people that are working on their emotional intelligence is really thinking about things before they respond? Yeah, and it happens in a split second. The more
1: you practice it, the more intuitive it becomes. So what we our goal is really to have emotional non-emotional responses versus emotional reactions. And it comes from living mindfully, right? So if we're living mindfully and that living mindfully uh, takes practice. There are very few people that are born with the, uh, that calm, emotional, intelligent, yeah, uh, that being. And I've met some of them. We all have. And we look at them in awe. We're like, how can you be so calm and cool and collective and humble and empathetic and, and all that and for the rest of us though the other 99 of us we need to work at it and for me it, it had to come in the form of being mindful and that is everything people are looking for the magic solution for that and there isn't it, well they make pills and you know xanax and stuff but the truth is is like it, it really comes down to mindful living meditation exercise taking care of your health and all those things so those types of responses are the result of living well so when we're li- when we're living well there's no need for those types of reactions so for me it starts in the morning i always say win the morning win the day a lot of people say that it's a common i can't mm-hmm. claim to i didn't come up with that but it's the truth if i wake up in the we have a choice every day when we wake up how we want our day to go so if i wake up And I grab my phone and I look at Facebook and look at my friend's uh, differing political opinions, or I watch the news and I get upset and worked up. And that's the way my day goes. And then I wake up and I eat something sugary for breakfast, drink too much caffeine and sugar. And then I'm off to the day I get in my car and there's a traffic jam and I'm giving the finger and, and that's the way the whole day goes. Yeah. But if I wake up and I'm mindful, And I could sit for a moment and I could be calm, centered. You know, I like to meditate. I meditate every morning. But you don't have to wear orange robes and sit in the Himalayas for three months to meditate. You can meditate on the toilet. You can meditate in bed. There's three-minute guided meditations to get centered and focused. And read something mindful. You know, read a passage from your favorite book. Read something that's going to inspire you. For me, I like to write down my three things for the day. People write these long, I have to do these 30 to-do things, and we don't get any of them done because it's impossible. It's overwhelming. So I write three down that are going to make me successful. So before I go to bed at the end of the day, those three things are done, and I'm successful. So I could do more after that, or I can go get ice cream, right, because I got Mm -hmm. my three things done. And now I'm set up for the day. And then I get up, I go for a walk, I drink a ton of water, I get hydrated and it's like i'm untouchable you know nothing is going to really break me uh, even something really dramatic it's like because i'm now i'm going to be emotionally res- non-emotionally responsive intelligently responsive versus emotionally reactive because i set my day up that way and for most of us it's a, it's a daily thing you know there's very few people that I could just say Oh, on Monday I'm going to set myself up for the week, and then I could just meditate for three minutes on Monday morning, and then I'm all set. It doesn't work that way. Yeah,
0: it's it's kind of a rinse and repeat thing. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to do it way. over and over.
1: Over yeah. and over again, and it's like we because life happens every day, especially in 2023, and we're all so sensitive. And we everywhere we look, even if you don't watch the news, you open an app, you you get the news. So it's yeah. like. You can choose to react to it. You can get upset about it. And then you can take that um, that disturbance and carry it into your day, into your coworkers, your employees, your spouse, the way you eat, the way you mm-hmm. manage your emotions. Or you can get focused and centered and brush that stuff away and enjoy your yeah. day.
0: Yeah. And how much the thing that I've really seen and when you talk to – people that have worked on their emotional intelligence is how much you can you can talk to somebody that's worked on on living mindful emotional intelligence and they can have something bad happening to them at that moment that day whatever that week and it's not that it doesn't affect them but it doesn't drive them into uh, you know, depression or, or, or crawling up in a ball in the room. It's like, yeah, it really sucks. You can hear it. It really sucks, but I'm doing this. Yeah. And that's and a it, great point. It, it It's not like, it's not like everything is, it's, it's not some panacea where, you know, it's going to be, you know, elves and fairies. It's, it's just, it's, it's just that you're starting the day out right. And, and someone told me I, forget who it was. I was reading a book or something and they talked about a pop can. They said, if you take a soda can, an empty soda can, and you can just crush it super easy. And they said, your mind is kind of like that. And living mindfully is, is really about filling that soda can completely full in the morning with goodness, with, with love and calm and everything that you want to have in there says, because then try to crush a full pop can and see how hard that is. And things just bounce off you. They're still there, but they don't—they don't crush you like it would if you didn't do that work before you start your day. And yeah, yeah, yeah and that's great. I mean,
1: it's important. I, I love that you brought that point up because, you know, I'm saying it from as if the way I just described it was as if I'm perfect and I wake up and meditate and it's rainbows and unicorns, and that's not it at all. And one of my favorite books is *The Subtle Art of Not Giving a* and yeah by mark manson and and that he talks about it's like most of our problems come from trying to live a problem-free life and that doesn't exist right we're going to have problems and in fact happiness comes from solving our problems not by avoiding them we're going to have problems it, it, we're it, we need to take risks we need to wake up in the morning and go out into the street and Uh, do -hmm. the things that we want to do and why we're doing that and building our lives and businesses and relationships and going exercising or doing whatever it is, we're going to encounter problems because that's life. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: along the way, if I'm focused and centered, those problems, they can make or break me. It's my decision. And if I set myself up for the win, they're going to make me. If I set Mm -hmm. myself up for failure, they're going to break me. And I mean, it's a simple equation. You you can, you can calculate it. You can watch it happen with certain people, with their behaviors. You know, a lot of young people, it, they're trying to figure life out. They're banging their head mm-hmm. against the wall. They're yelling, screaming, punching holes in the walls, drinking, ruining mm-hmm. relationships. As we get older, I think some of the stuff we're talking about, you gain some wisdom just by getting older. You know, we're in our fifties. Yeah. I think you are. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, as you get older, you learn some of this stuff through pain. Like yeah. we experience pain. We're like, wow, this sucks. I had a, a old mentor. He said to me, he goes, I practice the isn't that interesting technique. And that's good emotional intelligence. It's like when something happens, I can go, oh, shit. Fuck up. Yeah. I can get mad and yell and act out. Or I can go, huh, isn't that interesting? And then move beyond it. You know, and it sounds silly, but it's just a little tool that I use all the time when somebody says something stupid or different or, you know, things don't go the way I plan them to go. Yeah. Isn't that interesting?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well, I love, I love just the, the, the power that being able to choose your reaction what the power that it gives you the power that it gives you when you can actually do it. Right. You know, I think a little things like people are angry in traffic or they want to cut you off in traffic. And you, know, you can just wave to them and go, Hey, that's cool. Go ahead. You must have some place you need to go. Ward that's their
1: drunk. That's their. So if we go back to, because my background is in the alcoholism and addiction recovery, that's yeah. their drunk, right? That's their, that, that behavior is the same thing as getting drunk. That's a distraction from feeling. There's when somebody gives you does that to you, and mm-hmm. you, when you're in traffic, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, if something happened before that at home, at the office. They are having money problems, health problems, or uh, relationship problems, and something else is going on that made that happen, mm-hmm. or they left too late. Too. that's yeah. which is probably a result of one of those mm, other one of the other ones. yeah yeah so the, when you see people acting that way it has nothing to do with you at all yeah. it's all about their lives and because they're not managing their emotions well
0: yeah yeah because someone said I've read or someone said it again that I heard but I've heard a lot of people say you know when we were when we're worrying about what someone else thinks of you we really shouldn't be because they're too busy worrying about their own problems exactly that's what everybody's thing
1: and <laughs> They're not thinking about you at all. Yeah, no. that, That's the thing. And when you realize that and you move forward with that and you could do that in the moment, then yeah. life changes. It really does. It really yeah. does change for you because people aren't thinking about you. Not not the way you are. Not the way you think that they are. And mm-hmm. if they are, who cares? Mm-hmm. That's their problem. It has That also has nothing <laughs> to do with you. So when we carry these feelings into our business life, um, a business really improves. And, you know, like I said, your leadership skills, your decision-making, um, every area of your business life, since this is a business show, mm-hmm. improves. And, uh, and people come to you, they trust you more, you get repeat business because, when, you know, whether you're interacting with customers or employees, uh, people respect you more. You know, because they they're not afraid to come to you and talk to you or ask you questions and mm-hmm. they trust in you more. And You are build foundational relationships that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So as you see people taking. Starting their work on emotional intelligence, if someone came to you today and said, Dennis, I really want to work on this how long do you think it's going to be before I can notice a difference in my life
1: tomorrow? Yeah. Because the very first thing that we, that we need in order to change in my book uh, that I wrote that I don't really talk about much anymore. uh, I had what what I called the how approach to life, how people say all the time, Dennis, how do I build my business? How do I fix my relationship? How do I lose weight? Uh, and the answer is in the question it says, honesty, open-mindedness and willingness. How do I fix my life? Right? So the very first step is honesty. I have to be honest and say, there's a problem. Cause I can't solve a problem. I can't admit exists. So when I say that tomorrow we can notice changes, it's because there's an awareness now, right? So the very first step is there has to be an awareness. And now Mm -hmm. if we start talking about, I need to improve my emotional intelligence. Now you're aware that you need to improve your emotional intelligence. So then we come up with some tools right away. The very first thing that I start with right away with all my clients is writing things down. Mm -hmm. It is the best way, you know, we all know this by now. It's like we all have like 60,000 plus thoughts, 60 to 80,000 thoughts per day, right? And our thinking is the source of all of our problems. That's almost one per second. So if all of those thoughts were happy, useful, productive thoughts, we'd all be billionaires and have no problems. But most of those thoughts are useless or even harmful, right? So we need to slow our thinking down so we can eliminate a lot of those thoughts. And writing is the best way to do that. So if we come in contact with an emotional situation, where we overreacted, we drank, we yelled, screamed, blamed, accused, gave the finger, whatever it is that that our emotional reaction was, we want to write down, bring awareness to it and say, uh, what was I thinking? What happened, right? That's number one. What was I thinking right before that happened? Because that's the real problem. When somebody relapses and goes out drinking, why we say, what were we thinking right before you took that drink? Because that's the problem. It was usually finance, romance, or health, right? Something related to that. Yeah. That's the problem. So then we start digging into that. You know, so if we write that down, what happened? What was I thinking right before that happened? What was my response? And how can I respond differently next time? So when we write those things down, we're slowing our thinking down. We can't just think about it because the thinking is the source of all of our problems. So that only adds to the problem. Yeah. But when we write it down, it becomes tangible it's like we're organizing our thoughts. And now subconsciously, the next time that situation comes up, it's there like, Oh, that's right. I wrote that down. So Damon said this, it made me react this way. And now Next time that happens, tomorrow, next week, or next month, I can say, oh, it's not that big a deal. I don't need to react that way. Mm -hmm. That's how change starts. We have to reprogram our subconscious mind, which, again, was programmed 30, 40,
0: 50 years ago. Yeah. We've lived with it for a long time. Yeah, Yeah. 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 That's great. That's great, though. Writing it down is a huge thing. I can see how that really makes a difference because when you go back to that thing, what was happening right before. You really understand what you were thinking about that, say, like, when just before you said something to me, I might have been thinking something already and you said something to me and it set me off for whatever reason. But that thinking that what I was thinking about before that and the combination of what you said is what it was. So the thinking started me down the wrong path. Yeah, you were uh, triggered. And that yeah. trigger
1: that that's the 30, 40, 50 year old trigger.
0: Yeah. You know? And so,
1: when and it can come earlier. It can can come uh, beyond that. But the original trigger comes from our childhood wounds, from our parents. We love our parents. Even we're parents too. But at the same time, it's like, you could be the best parent in the world, but you're screwing them up somehow. Yeah, yeah, somehow. Somehow. Because at some point, they get their own personality. They want life to go this way. You want it to go this way. You're bending each other to try to get them on your side and it doesn't work so you get triggered along Mm -hmm. the way you develop these coping skills so you can be triggered by past relationships too but Uh the but the original wounds go back to childhood so identifying the triggers and then writing also writing down what are other responses i could have other behaviors i can have healthy behaviors next time that this happens because it's going to happen again until Mm -hmm. you stop until the day you stop breathing you're going to be triggered by something or somebody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that identifying triggers and then and then writing down some healthy behaviors so when it happens again you got some options. You at least choose from a list rather and, than just Yeah, yeah, and and
1: again, it, this is all in addition to mindful living. Yeah. You know, taking care of your health. Like we think we have all these problems. But you don't have any problems until you have health problems. Now you have a real problem. So protect your health. Stop eating sugar and crap, uh, you know, pro- over-processed foods.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: exercise and drink as much water as you can. Right there, you do those three things. Like, your life, you're you're oh. going to think better, talk better, act better, and react less. Yeah,
0: yeah that that unfortunately in, in the United States we've the convenience of food around us has also led to the downfall of our health in in many different ways is and uh uh man we got Curtis Curtis confidence is stopping in today. You know Curtis Yeah yeah but uh yeah I guess you you, you talk about healthy living and I think that and mindful living and, and healthy being healthy is part of that. I just don't know looking back how you can do it without, without getting at least somewhat healthy because it's so hard if you're, if, you know, if you're having, you know, for me personally, overweight, eating bad, you know, and you just a myriad of other problems when those start to go away, or you get them under control, then you actually can think about living more mindfully and and doing the things you can. But it starts that health. Like you said, if you don't have health, you don't have anything.
1: And our bodies and minds are intimately connected. People don't think of it that way. But you're, if you're, um, if you're sick or unhealthy, I mean, I'm not going to label it in certain conditions, but really if like, if you're obese, unhealthy, whatever you want to call it, you're not thinking clearly. Like you might think not, that you are, but our our gut health, you know, people talk about that a lot. It's very real. You know, if, if our bodies are not healthy, our minds are not healthy and we're not responding well. So, you know, it all starts with our health. And that, yeah. that should really come first. It's like the oxygen in the airplane. When that comes down, they always say put it on yourself before your children. Because if you die, you're not going to be able to help your kids. Yeah. Same thing. Your health needs to come before your business, your relationships, and everything else. Because if you don't have your health, you don't have your business
0: or your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And a lot of people flip them. A lot of people flip that. And they flip that. Um, So you've got, I I don't want to get off here before we start talking about your Heart of Wealth Mastermind Group. You've got a mastermind group. Have Have you started one yet? Or are you getting ready to start one? What's going on there?
1: yeah no it's going and it's awesome i've had uh three meetings and in fact in a couple months we're going to have mark victor hansen come speak at mark victor hansen was one of the he was the co-author with jack canfield of uh chicken soup for the soul oh nice so he's going to speak at the group and i have some other great speakers lined up and we meet month uh, twice a month and Uh then uh, in the group we also uh members get one-on-one coaching with me once a month Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a great group. But we focus not just on business strategy, which is, of course, integral. And we'll bring somebody like you in for real business strategy in addition to Mm -hmm. the topics we talk about. But we talk about emotional intelligence, too, because it's it's the same thing as your body and mind being intimately connected. So is business strategy and emotional intelligence. They're Mm -hmm. intimately connected because – if one is off, the other isn't gonna do well. Yeah. yeah. So I love it. It's a it's a great group. I encourage people to reach out if they have questions about it. Yeah,
0: very cool. So as as you're seeing people business leaders go through this, what are some of the, the what are some of the comments you get back when when a business leader that looks at you and they said, you know, I really haven't thought about this, the the whole emotional intelligence or we're really working on my mind and my body and everything to help me better in business. What are some of the things that they're saying after they're doing this a while?
1: It's uh, the same thing Hmm. that we were talking about. It's like you, you feel better. Your life just improves and uh, you walk lightly through life. Walk lightly. Yeah. And that's really the goal. It's like, we want to Like There was a, one of the I, I love talking about like when we're young, it's like what it take there's all these um, mile markers that we reach. When we're 13, I finally I'm a teenager, you know. And then uh, when I'm 16, 17, I can drive. I'm 18, I'm an adult. I'm 21, I can drink. Like all and all of these milestones take forever, forever mm-hmm. to get through. And then as we get older and older, like it goes faster and faster. But then life gets heavy. You know, it's like we have all these responsibilities and all these things that we need to take care of, and it's because we're not managing our emotions well. And when we start to manage our emotions well, we can live much lightly, much more lightly. You know, I uh, I know one guy, who I've talked with him, and I have his permission to talk about this, but he's worth nine figures, and he um, inherited this money. His great grandfather invented the clutch. Wow, the automobile clutch. So, yeah. and he ended up being partners with Henry Ford, and and so he inherited a lot of money, and as you might imagine. So, uh, but what he does is he played. He, he told me this story. We, we we became friends, and we went out for dinner, and uh, his wife and my ex, and uh, he told me once. He goes, you know, he goes, they go and play golf, and he meets with all these people that are leaders at the top of their game business owners all worth nine figures uh presidents owners ceos all those types of people and he feels left out he he can't contribute to the conversations he's he's unhappy because he didn't build his own wealth; well mm-hmm. he, he inherited it and so he's he's unhappy but we did a lot of work on emotional intelligence too and now he walks much lighter through life we're all on a different path yeah but we have to learn like Uh, Don Miguel Ruiz says "It's like, you know, don't take things personally. The world's not out to get us. Don't make assumptions. Just do the best you can on a daily basis. And life becomes better because I'm not worried about the things that most people are worried about. The one, like when we were talking about the fast food and stuff like that, that's the same thing as drugs and alcohol. You know, when we were growing up, uh My dad used to take us to McDonald's like once or twice a month on the way to work on Saturdays. I would go to work. Mm-hmm. and We weren't sick and obese. It was like a treat. I have one of those greasy egg McMuffins and a hash brown, and and it was a treat. And Dad was the best in the world. You know, he was like a hero. And then two or three weeks later, we went back and had another one. And now the problem is excess, right? So yeah. the problem is not sugar or egg McMuffins, right? It's just too much. So now we. We eat all that that stuff all the time and it's an addiction, but it's a it's a coping mechanism for the heaviness of life. It's the same thing as drinking or whatever. Why is there a line at Chick-fil-A all the way around the building at three o'clock in the afternoon? Right? Because there's a gap in the day and people don't know what to do, and life is heavy. And so they eat stuff, you know, even when they're not hungry. So when we can take away that heaviness of life and you can walk lighter through life you become more successful like you become uh, immune to anger frustration sadness and not to say you don't feel those things but you don't they don't have the same weight that they used to have before that's the power of emotional intelligence and learn and i should add it's an ongoing thing like we never arrive at this place where we're perfectly mature and don't ever get angry or (laughs) any of that stuff it it just doesn't happen that way yeah it's an ongoing effort and and it's great you know it's it it used to be a chore to meditate now it's like great i have 20 minutes i'm gonna meditate i'm so excited so we look at things differently and that's the Mm -hmm. magic that's the magic that happens
0: yeah yeah well, man, Dennis, I am I am so pleased that you were able to stop by and talk with us today. Because, man, you have uh, you you have really dropped a lot of good stuff here, and and I I'm so thankful that you were here to share share your thoughts with us. Um, I do is a the where's the best place to get a hold of you, Dennis? Is it get a LinkedIn? Where where should people get a hold of you if they want to talk to you? Yeah,
1: well, obviously, I'm. Well, you know, because we met on LinkedIn where we're both yeah. very active, but my website is DennisBerry.com. But if you want to go connect on LinkedIn, that's fine. Then
0: okay. uh,
1: there's a um, a LinkedIn masterclass that I'm doing. It's free. It's yes, next, next week. Next uh, Wednesday, the 19th. Wednesday. Yeah. It's free. I'm going to just say every single thing that I know about LinkedIn that other influencers are charging $1,000 a weekend for. I'm going to drop it all. In that master class, and I'm going to have it. It's going to be a a monthly class. Nice. I'm just going to we're just going to do it and talk about everything. Oh man, man, I'm so
0: man, Dennis. I am so excited for that. I'm excited just to get to talk with you again and and share your thoughts about you know emotional intelligence because there are people that are living, as you said, far too heavy of a life. And if they they learn how to really work on the the things they can to live differently with and, and work on their emotional intelligence, they can live a lighter life and be much happier and much healthier. Yeah. yeah. And one. Can I drop one last? Oh, thing yeah. Here? Do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's that uh, we say this all the time, like if you don't know how to get somewhere or do something, ask for help. Yeah. You know, we try to do so much, uh, um, so many things on our own that we don't know how to do. And at the end, we just bang our head against the wall for another week, month, year or decade. When if we just ask for help, we can get there so much faster and more effectively, not just faster, but more efficiently and enjoy the ride so much more. So if you don't know how to build your business If you don't know how to get healthy, if you don't know how to fix your relationships, it's not just ask Dennis or Damon, ask somebody that you know for help and get there. I was there was always before there was Google Maps and Waze, and we had to know how to get places, yeah, yeah. And but we would get lost, and there was that stereotype about men who didn't like to stop and ask directions. I always stopped and asked directions. I was like, I want to know how to get there instead of driving around for two hours like an idiot, wasting gas. Yeah. I just want to say, look, hey, do you know how to get there? And two minutes later, I can get there. It's the way. same thing now. It's like if you don't know how to do something, ask for help. That's the power of our mastermind group is that you have you were sitting in a room or on Zoom with other peers that are trying to figure out the same path in life, how to grow our business, improve our lives, our health, our relationships, and we bounce ideas off each other with our Mm -hmm. expertise and we get there quicker. Yeah. So if you don't know how, ask a coach, a mentor, an accountability partner, a friend, somebody you respect, and you'll get there much faster.
0: Yeah. Well, Dennis, thanks so much for being here today. Again, uh, thanks so much for everyone that stopped by, that was listening, drop comments. Again, we had Dennis Berry here today. We're talking about harnessing emotional intelligence for success. Dennis talked about his mastermind group, talked about so many things. You just got to rewind this thing and go back to the beginning to really learn some of the things that he talks about to live life lighter. I love that phrase, to live life lightly. Uh, or walk through life lightly. I've had my notes here. Thanks so much for being here today, Dennis. Thank you, Damon. I appreciate you, man. All right. Hang out for just a moment and we'll